you for tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. So, Creston, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, I'm from Northeast Ohio, uh, which a lot of my books are set in that place. But um, I've been in Atlanta for about 35 or 40 years. Okay. Married my high school sweetheart, Patty. And uh, I went to school at Bowling Green in Ohio, Bowling Green State University. Studied magazine journalism and uh, was a newspaper reporter, which a couple of my characters are reporters. Mm -hmm. And uh, then became a corporate copywriter here in Atlanta and went on my own as a freelance writer about 30, 35 years ago. Oh, wow. So really made my career uh, writing copy for companies like Chick-fil-A and Bell South and um, a lot of colleges around the country I did marketing for. And then about 05, I, I just I felt the call to try my hand at fiction and uh, wrote a novel and it got shot down everywhere because I didn't know how to write fiction yet. Mm. And then uh, I went back to the drawing board and wrote another book and it got I picked up by uh, Multnomah. Mm-hmm. And I did three books with them and then I did another three with David C. Cook. And uh, I got all the rights back about four or five years ago and have been at it as an indie author ever since. So uh, it's been a, a fun adventure. Yeah. And I love that there is the opportunity now to be indie authors. Like when we both first started getting books published, it was like, you have to go to a local printer. You're going to have a thousand books in your garage and then try to figure out how to get them out there. And now I love that you have, we have so much more direct access to readers. Um, and so I know the readers of you know this group, they just love finding authors and then they start reading like all that they can put out. So the more the authors can put out. They're super happy about it. So I love it. Yeah. I wish I were a faster writer, but uh, at this stage, I'm, I've, uh, I've stopped my freelance writing and I'm just working on books. Okay. And I'm just writing one or two books a year. You know, I'm trying to keep it quality up and uh, yeah, just do what I want to do. And so it's been really fun. I'm enjoying it. I love it. Okay. So we're talking about a book today that, okay, I am in here. Okay. So first of all, I am blown away. So there's two points of view and then there's, there's a son who's been in an accident. I'm trying to like, I'll say it, but not give too much away, but there's a son that's been in an accident. Um, but his mind is fully alert. In fact, his senses are heightened. He could hear sharply. He knows what's going on around him. And because of the loss of his mother, accident, this accident, hospital bills, his dad is really struggling. And then that's the other point of view of his dad. And first of all, I'm amazed because so much is going on in a character that can't move. Like he's, he tries to respond or to comment and he can't, and that the way you were able first of all, to do that. And there's people talking to him. So he, he like, even 
threats happening and he can't do anything or say anything. And then you see the desperation of this father just trying to get help. Um, so both points of view, I'm totally pulled in. I'm just fascinated at how you were able to achieve this because um, the tension is high, but really there's not like they're running from place to place or it's like all in a, almost a still place. So tell me like where you got the idea for this. Uh, the idea, as with most of my books, uh, came from a seed of reality. Mm. Uh, some dear friends of ours had a, uh, their son was in a drowning accident. Mm -hmm. And he was, uh, he, he's, he's still alive now. He's, I think, in his 40s. But I used to go visit him. And he was in the state of my character, Hale. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go visit him about once a week and just play some music and read a little bit of scripture to him. And so this is where I got the idea for the book, because I always felt that he was in there, that he could mm -hmm. understand, although he couldn't really output. And so, you know, the seed of the idea grew from there. And you put a bunch of mysterious stuff going on. His dad had to borrow a lot of money mm -hmm. after the accident, and he got in with some bad people who are now ready to collect. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you know, so that, yeah, that's a, the, the story behind Iron Man here. Yeah, and it's, it's so fascinating because you see there's also such a strong faith element in this. So there is the like, like there's this mount, there's deadlines and there's mounting danger and characters that you just, well, first of all, Gilbert, I just, his friend, I just love him so much. So there's characters you love and have compassion for and there's characters you definitely don't like it all. So it's all these conflicting things in this, but the faith element is so strong. And it really is when you lose everything, where is your faith and where can you yeah. find your faith? And it, you could either be mad at God or you can think that, or think that he doesn't exist. Like you have to come to some place. And I love how through the character struggles, they're so real because any of us that have faced hard stuff have like, God, like if you're there, why is this happening? And then there's those people that have the strong faith that keep believing, that keep hoping. Um, and I just love the faith element. So why is that important to you as a writer? Well, you know, uh, I set out back in 05 to write a gritty Christian thriller that would kind mm -hmm. of share my faith. And so every book since then, I'm like, this, this was my 13th book. Each one is kind of reflected where I am spiritually. You know, what's mm -hmm. going on in my walk usually comes out of what's going on in the book. So if there's a book where I've got doubts and I've got questions, you know, that comes out. And uh, I think it's really kind of been a ministry to myself, to mm -hmm. therapy, to write these books. But, you know, as Christians, we go through so much uh, so many ups and downs and you know our faith is tested and uh i just i just want to uh write books that are contemporary and thrilling and tension filled with a couple uh characters who have a christian worldview you know and realistically what do they go through so uh you know and I, the type of books i read i read you know books with a lot of tension they yeah, yeah. have to be like police thrillers they yeah. can be old classics as long as there's something that wants me to you know forcing me to keep reading uh that's the kind of books i try to write so yeah 
And there is, there's that clicking, the ticking talk. There's, you know, these, you know, these bad things are com- coming. Yeah. Um, but so I, I started reading it, like reading the paperback version. And then like, I have to do laundry, I have to do these things. So I just bought the audible version. So you keep <laughs> listening because I couldn't sit down and keep reading. So, and I was surprised how quickly I remember looking down <clears throat> and realizing like I was halfway through the book, but because yeah. it's such a, it's, and I'm, again, I'm like, how does he do this? Because there's not a lot of motion. Because uh, it's in a point of view of someone who can't move, but yet it's fast paced. I don't even know how to, how that works, but yeah. you were able to do it, and it's really great. Thank you. Well, you know, and I like a lot of good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think realistic dialogue. I mean, when I'm reading a book, a novel, I, I just pour through the I want good dialogue that's realistic. And, you know... Um, so that's a big factor. Yeah. But and again, too, I don't write real long books anymore. I'm getting older right. and I can't keep track <laughs> of all that. They're pretty simple. They're pretty fast. Um, a lot of people tell me that teens enjoy my books and also men. So, yeah. um, you know. I already know that my my older sons and my husband are going to love it. And then my teen daughters, too, because they're all into the kind of the true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to just pour through it. So, yeah. And I love that you can reach that wide variety of readers um, who are going to pick it up. But they, again, there's the spiritual arc. There's the faith element. Yeah. There's the questions that so many people face. And it's good to talk about these things. And it's good to where is God in this? And then, you know, in your book, through the characters lives, you see. Um, just how, um, you know, just how things work out. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of my, my author buddies, uh, think I should try to write a, you know, a mainstream thriller, not with, mm-hmm. without a Christian element. And, you know, I've thought of that and I've tried to do that even, but, um, I just, I don't know for me, it just, it's, it doesn't work if I don't somehow mm-hmm. bring up the faith element. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can do it in a more subtle way in the future. I don't know. But f- for now, this is what's been satisfying for me and what people like. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think also, I mean, I've read mainstream, you know, they make the bestsellers list and the writing's good. But then I get to the end and I'm like, that was just flat. Like I feel empty, you know, afterwards. Yeah. And so I love yeah. when, when we need that hope and, that takeaway and that inspiration, even in hard situations, like your book is very hard situations, you still walk away feeling um, uplifted instead of just like that empty, flat feeling like, oh, that was well written, but I got nothing out of it. So yeah, and hopefully thought provoking too. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, I've been a Christian a long time, been through a lot of uh, ups and downs and uh, trials and uh, different situations mm-hmm. i just think we i think my books are try to be realistic about keeping the faith mm-hmm. yeah i love it okay yeah. tell us about some of your other books okay so we have this one that i want to show the cover again um i am in here um ex- and the audio is excellent too so great job on that what are some other books that if people like okay yes i definitely want to get this what other books can they look forward to yeah so my uh, recent series is the Signs of Life series. So mm-hmm. Signs of Life is book one. Um, and I just dropped book six in that series, which Ooh. is called Secrets and Shadows. And so that's a, that's probably, uh, I think that'll probably go another book. Uh, so that'll be a seven book series. 
And then my most popular book is Fear Has a Name. Mm-hmm. And that was a three book series called The Crittenden Files. Fear Has a Name's book one. And uh, that's about a reporter in Ohio. And then I have uh, another standalone thriller based in Las Vegas. It's called Nobody. It's about a homeless man who may be an angel in disguise. Mm. And then my first two books were The Rockstar Chronicles. And that's about a rock star on trial for murder. So, yeah, I just I like the idea of taking uh, contemporary topics Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I kind of, it's kind of like how Stephen King just takes a seed of an idea and says, what if this crazy thing would happen? What if this would happen? And you just get snowballs from there. Um, you know, I, I don't plot when I write, I'm a seat of the pants writer. So I don't know. I can't even imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to know what's going to (laughs) happen. No, I don't. In fact, I've gotten halfway through books and I tell my wife, I don't know who did it yet even. She said, well, wow. we got the reader home, so that's good. But it is kind of scary to do that. Uh, you don't want to go back and have to throw away half of a book, but um, it's worked out. Well, okay, okay. I'm trying to picture that because there's this ticking clock, this mounting danger that is happening in this book. So you're telling me that when it started, you didn't know how they were going to get out of it? Uh, no, not Oh, at. my word. That would just drive me crazy as a writer. So what I do is I, I start, I just start writing and, okay. and thinking. And then at the end of the manuscript, I jot down ideas for what can happen next, what how it can end. And then as the manuscript gets longer, I, I move those into categories per character. So here's what could happen to this character. Here's what might happen to this character. Here's how it might end. And then, so as the manuscript goes, I'm putting more ideas at the end. And if I ever hit a block, I just go to the ideas and kind of pick one and go in that direction, you know? I'm amazed. It is a little uh, (laughs) dicey, but. Yeah, well, obviously it works because I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I'm not all the way done, but I'm like, I have no idea how they're going to come out of this. Well, obviously, I'm. Don't have any idea because you didn't have an idea when you were writing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only way I know how to do it. I've had friends that have tried to help me plot and figure that all out. But my brain just doesn't, I just can't do that. I can't think that far ahead and, oh, and wow. come up with the whole story before I start writing. Well, obviously it works for you. Um, yeah. So we have yeah. a question from someone who's listening. It says, do you ever write yourself in a corner you can't get out of? Um, unfortunately that does happen now and then, but I, I am such a slow writer mm-hmm. and so, uh, precise as I go, mm-hmm. that I, uh, that doesn't happen much. And if it does, I don't have to lose more than a day or so. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. sometimes, and sometimes I'll have, I'll come to a place where I have to go back through the book and add, uh, maybe something you know like i'll get to a point where i think well this character does this so we have to go back through the beginning Mm -hmm. and add the seeds of that in throughout but uh yeah it works for me that is amazing well i just love how like god created us all so different how we plot and how we figure out the stories but the the essence is that we love story like we love story we love um exploring issues through story um i think it's so important you know when 
people can put up science facts and it'll just like, I don't know, at least for me, it just doesn't sink in. Yeah. They said, let me tell you a story. Or as this, like I'm in here, you know, this, this voice of this person saying like, everyone is talking around me and they think I'm just watching the home shopping channel, but I'm in here and I know what's going on. Yeah. So it's just like, Oh, let me lean in closer. And so I love that. Um, what are some comments that you get from readers? And um, you have a ton of reviews, by the way, a ton of excellent, excellent reviews. Um, what are some common threads when they come to your books that you that you find readers saying over and over again? Uh, um, Don't be shy. You can tell us. <laughs> you, know, you know, people, I'm always thrilled when new readers find me because they find me and they go read every book. Yes. They really just love the, a lot of them love the faith elements, but a lot of them love the, the thrills, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, um, the pace, the mm -hmm. pace is so important. I always try to leave uh, cliffhangers at the end of each mm -hmm. chapter. And at the beginning of each chapter, I try and, and have a cliffhanger. So they've, they've got to keep reading. That's the main thing. I mean, that's why I read fiction. Yeah, I want to be hooked. And I, I start a lot of books that I don't finish. Mm -hmm. If they don't keep me really in the grip, then I, I give up. Uh, and I don't like a lot of fluffy parts either, so I don't include that kind of yeah. stuff. There's yeah. little, there's little description, but enough, you know, mm -hmm. to, to set the scene. Well, I think there's enough description that the reader can see it. So, yeah. like talking about like this one scene, I remember like going down to the basement. He the dad follows someone to the basement. It's like the musty smell, the unmade waterbed. I'm like, I like three things that you describe, I can like picture it perfectly. Oh, so yeah. yeah, the pile of clothes on the floor. It's like, oh, I can totally picture this. It's not like you have to describe everything in the room. We just get a sense of who this yeah. person is and then what what is they're, they're about. And so I think that's really good. And the fascinating thing about this one too, um, I'm gonna hold it up again one more time, is that all these people are talking um, to Hale and so he knows all the stuff, but he can't communicate. Every time he kinds of communicate, it comes out like moans. Um, so you know what she's doing, what he's doing, what all these people are doing, and because he knows, but he can't communicate to say like "watch out" or "this is going to happen." It's yeah. just like I was like, that is such a fascinating, fascinating well, way. For a little while, when I started the book, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I can see, yeah, you can see that, yeah, because you know he's in mobile, and they don't take him out. So yeah. immediately, yeah. I, I knew I needed one more character who we could get mm -hmm. out around town. You know, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, do, and I yeah, I like writing standalone thrillers um, like this one. I, I do like writing series, um, but I I learned with this one. I took a break between books five and six of my current series and i think i'll probably do that again to write another standalone just because it's fun to to go to a different world for a while and then get back yeah try something new and then explore yeah so i found it fascinating the way you did it i'm like almost trying to study it like how did he achieve this because it's really working <laughs> so there's fun and you know that's it's just um it really, it's the only thing I've ever known how to do is write. Mm -hmm. and, and and the craft of fiction really is taken. That's what I was going to tell you. I, I forgot. But with each book, I mean, I feel like I get better. You know, mm -hmm. uh, there's so much to learn. 
And as you as you write each new book, I, I feel like I'm getting better, stronger. Uh, and when I read fiction, I pick up a lot too. A lot of new words, a lot of new uh, the way they describe characters. You know, I'll try and use that in my fiction. So I think each book you get better. Yeah, I love. I was just speaking at a writers conference. Um, and I, I didn't get a chance because I was speaking so much to attend, but they said afterwards, like, I'll have access to all the videos. I'm like, I cannot wait to go listen to these teachers. Cause I do, I love to just go and sit and see how do people do this? And it's just, it is a craft where you can always learn something new. You could always try something different. And I think that's good because it definitely doesn't bore us. And then it doesn't bore the reader too. Yeah. Like, it's like they could just like get excited about the next book to see how it's going to be told in a new and different way. Yeah. I'm all about trying new things. I, I think that's, I think that's really what people, I think that's what makes a good breakout novel. If you find mm -hmm. something unique. Um, and that's why I wanted you to feature this book rather than my new book six, because yeah. I think this is more of a breakout. Type. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you break out with a number six book, you know, but People like to read the series, and but uh, that's what I'm trying to do. It's a unique voice. I'm not afraid to afraid to try uh, stuff like that. In fact, I've got a, an idea for my new book uh, that I'm going to try something different with. Ooh. Yeah, see if that flies. I can't say anything. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I can see your mind turning though. <laughs> I can like see it. <laughs> so I, I was thinking this too would be a good movie. Like it, it would definitely be a good movie that you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Tell someone. Hello. <laughs> Hello, producer friends that are out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be because, and it wouldn't be a big budget, which is always stuff that they're looking for. Um, because you know, every time you have big explosions and big battles or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. This wouldn't have to be a big budget movie. I mean, it's intense. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. One of the things that's interesting about the book is. Um, Hale's dad is, uh, he's struggling with his faith because mm -hmm. he lost his wife. Uh, he lost his son in the, in the son's accident. And, uh, you know, he's got these organized crime guys after him. Mm -hmm. And he's about giving up. And then uh, Hale has a sister, too, who's yeah. kind of followed along in that. And, uh, yeah. So anyway. But then, but then there's Gilbert. Gilbert's like this ray of sunshine that just yeah. shows up right when you need it. Gilbert oh. was Hale's best friend. Yeah. He comes to visit each week, and uh, he kind of smells a rat when he, mm -hmm. after a little while, uh, seeing what's going on at the house and such. And such a strong faith. I love that. Yeah. He has yeah. such strong faith. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's next? You've mentioned that you just had, you're going to work on book seven in that series. And then you have an idea for a standalone. Is that, do you have ideas beyond those things or are those the things you're going to be focusing on next? No, that's what I'm focusing on next. The, the new one, the standalone thriller is going to be one of two topics or they're going to be combined. Um, I have interviewed a couple industry experts well, in the, let's say the airline industry. Oh. So it could be a kind of an airline thriller. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah. but I'm excited. I, and I, I like, I, I love what I do. I'm at a stage in my life where uh, I don't have to do a lot, uh, but boy, I sure like 
going to work every morning and working on my on my books. I, I work from about eight to noon on fiction, and then my afternoons are spent on marketing and advertising the books. Well, that is awesome. Like, I need to learn from you. I'm just going to be, like, emailing you now and, like, you need to help me because you are definitely doing a great job on all this. I'm glad to help you. <laughs> I, I'm trying to help a lot of authors because a lot have helped me as I've learned how to do yeah. like Amazon ads, Facebook ads, stuff like yeah. that. That's, yeah. I, I think you're just doing a fantastic job. I mean, first of all, you, it doesn't matter how well you know Amazon ads if you're not writing a good book. But the cool thing is you're writing excellent books that obviously by all the reviews and all the stars and all the comments, um, people are loving them. So I think that's the key, too. Thank you. Yeah, but you're right. You know, you got to write a good book. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. can, you can advertise and get people to buy it, but they're not going to buy any more if it's not good. Yeah. And when they love it, then they're, like you said, they're going to go read all the other stuff that you've, which yeah. I've already put in my wish list. Um, was it fear has, what was that? Fear, fear, fear has a name. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've already have it in my wish list for now. I hope you so, yeah. yeah. I'll send you one. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So it's so fun. Yeah. So you're already like, okay, I want to read some more. This is really good. Which good. is fun. Which is so funny. Like this isn't what I was planning to like be reading on my birthday, but <laughs> You got me. So there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay. So we talked about um, the, the your books and what's coming out. Um, I always like to ask what Christian fiction you've enjoyed. It could be something recent. It could be old favorites. Anything that you've enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, James Scott Bell is a friend. Mm-hmm. I always loved his books. Uh, I loved Ted Decker's earliest books. Um, I'm, I just read The Count of Monte Cristo. It's oh, a wow. classic. I don't yeah. know what they call it, Christian fiction. It's the biggest book I've ever read. It was like that fat. Yeah. I think they said it was like close to 700,000 words. Can't I can't imagine. Better, but it's a story of revenge, and it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are, and of course, Terry Blackstock. Um, those are probably my favorites. Yeah, those are some great, great suspense writers, and they just keep you, again, on the edge of your seat. I remember the first time I met Terry Blackstock, um, and then I got one of her books because she's just the sweetest, yeah, like just did. gentle voice, and then very so sweet and generous and kind. And then you read the book, you're like, what is inside yeah. this sweet person? You know, we probably met at the same time back mm-hmm. in that conference. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, it's so fun to... Um, yeah, it's so fun to meet people and like, what's going on in your mind? Like, no, yeah. I'm like curious, like how this can come out of you. <laughs> well, we just, we just moved to a new neighborhood and all my neighbors are finding out I write books and they're all like, are we going to be in your next book? And I say, you just might. Yeah. It's and yeah, exactly. You, you look so kind and gentle until they read your books and they're like, <laughs> hmm, we're putting extra security systems around yeah. here. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so another thing I like to ask is where can people go to connect with you? So just all the places, um, let us know about that. Yeah, yeah. So Facebook, um, I have an author page, Twitter mm-hmm. presence, a uh, little on Instagram. I'm trying to get better at that. And then my website is CrestonMapes.com. And I'm on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. 
Yeah, and what what I love is also about the Kindle Unlimited, because um, so many of our readers, that's what they have, and it, it's such a great resource that they can find yeah. the book that they want, and then just, again, um, you know, some of our readers read a book a day, or a book every two days, and yeah. I love that there's so many great options through Kindle Unlimited that they can get those, and, yeah. and it does help. I've had people say, um, is it still help the author if you get it on Kindle Unlimited? Yes. Yes, it does. So it does. It's do great, it. Yeah. It's a very good thing. Yeah. Well, Creston, it has been awesome having you here. I've enjoyed it. I'm again going to show um, this one. I am in here. This is a, a very fast paced, interesting. I couldn't put it down again. I had to go do stuff, so I bought it on Audible just so I could keep listening when I was doing stuff. Um, but great job. I cannot wait to read more. I know I'm going to be passing this around to my family. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, and a happy birthday. Have a good well, one. Are you going to sing for me? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. See you next time. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.